I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, if you can recall back to the 2008 Olympics, Team USA's basketball team, known as the Redeem Team, took home the gold. But to win, they had a little help from a certain BYU baseball coach, Mike Littlewood. How did this unlikely partnership come to be? Dave McCann uh, had a fantastic piece at Deseret.com all about this story. And of course, you all know Dave McCann. He's a contributor at the Deseret News. He's also the studio host for After Further Review. He's co-host of Countdown to Kickoff and the Post Game Show. And of course, he is the play-by-play announcer for BYU TV. We're just going to call you Slash, Dave. Uh, <laughs> That's a lot of things. <laughs> There's so many things. You should be exhausted. Uh, but <laughs> Anytime I have a chance to visit with the Voice of reason in the state. Uh, it is a thrill for me. So that's what I'm going to call you, the voice of reason. Uh, well, let's begin the discussion then. Uh, you are our inside source on this. Uh, and just give us a little bit of the backstory. How is it that BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood uh, had an intersection and an impact on the Redeem team, the 2008 uh, USA basketball team? How random is that? Um it, it it happened through a series of events in his life that uh, that he didn't see coming, and uh, and it's a great example to all of us that we think we're in one thing and it's always going to be this way, and then come to find out it was just a little stopover in this giant thing of 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 your development, and uh, and then when you look back, you scratch your head and connect the dots, and it makes perfect sense in hindsight. Um, and his story is he got into basketball officiating as a teenager in Taylorsville um, and then just kind of kept doing that to earn money on the side. And when he was down at Dixie as a baseball coach there, he um, started working college games uh, as a Division One basketball referee. And um, through the course of games, situations, and sequences, he ends up at Valley High School in 2008 with Kobe and LeBron and and everybody as they try to redeem American basketball from the 2004 Olympics. Uh, one of the greatest stories that, that you'll see in the article that, I, that, that just stuck out to me is, is he's refereeing a game in Wyoming. I've called a lot of games in Wyoming, and the Cowboy fans are, when their team is good, they are completely unruly. This year they are pretty good. March 1st, 2003, they're playing San Diego State. They blow a big lead. Wyoming's coach blows his cool, and 
and uh, and Littlewood and his, and his two buddies are the officiating crew. And so Steve McLean gets a technical, his second one, and Littlewood tosses him out of the game. He goes over to the scorer's table. Things are getting a little hostile. It's, it's like uh, there's like a, less than a minute to play. And as he's at the scorer's table reporting the technical foul, a water bottle comes flying towards him from the crowd. So then he has the public address announcer announce to everybody, hey, if anything else gets thrown down on the crowd, the crowd will get a technical foul. And as you can imagine, that seemed to not go over very well. So here comes a can of tobacco down onto the floor and just explodes on the floor. And Littlewood tees up the crowd. Now he has no friends in the arena. San Diego State wins the game. And the police give the three officials an escort out to I-80 and then send them on their own. So in the middle of all that chaos, the next day, he gets a call from his supervisor. And in that Wyoming crowd that night was Ed Rush, the director of officiating for the NBA. He just happened to be there and happened to be watching the game, and he was impressed with how Littlewood handled the situation. Wow. And on that day, he became – he got under the NBA's radar of let's keep an eye on him as, a, as an official. And lo and behold, five years later, that event, along with a couple of other things, leads to a phone call to Mike to see if he wants to work the Olympic camp with five other officials as Team USA gets ready to redeem themselves. All the way back into Laramie, Wyoming. You just never know who's in the crowd that can change your life. And isn't that a, a metaphor for all of us in our lives? Yeah. Uh, we're surrounded by those kind of folks. Yeah, that's right. And those kind of moments, uh, again, you have to be ready for those moments because you never know when they're coming. Uh, and so often we think we're doing one thing uh, when in reality we're just kind of prepping and, and getting ready for, for what comes next. And and sometimes I think it's easy for us to kind of get bogged down. Uh, I mean, he could have he could have gone to a really negative place uh, in Wyoming <laughs> as a referee uh, and maybe ended his refereeing career after a night like that, but uh, but he didn't. And it led to some extraordinary moments with not only extraordinary players, as you mentioned, Kobe and LeBron and uh, so many other, uh, but also with incredible coaches like Mike Krzyzewski uh, oh, yeah. and some of those. Can you imagine going out there and blowing the whistle and telling LeBron, uh, and this is a young official, telling LeBron and Kobe, uh, because Krzyzewski would stop them right in the middle of the drills. And he had the officials not use their whistles. They had to scream out foul. And everyone would stop, and they'd look at the official, and Coach K would say, what did he do? And what should he have done? And then the official becomes the educator of international rules to all these NBA millionaires. Mm-hmm. And they were all ears. And he said that one thing that Mike said, that the focus of that 2008 group and Darren Williams and Carlos Boozer from the Jazz were in that group. Right. The focus was so intense that that uh, when they left to go to China, the Littlewoods, there was no way they were going to lose. And there's no way they could lose. Um, they felt so much uh, responsibility. Coach K pulled the team together one day and said, uh, you owe it to America to go over there and win the gold medal because of what happened in 2004 when – America's basketball stars stayed home. They didn't go. They sent the Olympic B team, as we'll call them. And uh, so that was the feel over these four days uh, in Las Vegas at Valley High School. And these stories are kind of fun because it's like putting together a puzzle. And and Kobe, who really impressed uh, a little wood during these these few days with his work ethic, and, and Kobe's coming from Los Angeles, and Littlewood was born in the Los Angeles area, and I'm trying to make a connection as to 
how to bring these two together. And Kobe had just lost the NBA Finals to the Celtics, mm. and they lost two games at Staples Center. So I Google Maps Staples Center, and <laughs> 12 miles south of Staples Center is Watts. And Watts is where Mike Littlewood was uh. born eight months after the riots in 1965. Wow. Wow. And that's where his journey to Vegas began <laughs> um, and then took all these twists and turns. And, and he said he didn't get a gold medal. They didn't get anything. In fact, they had to pay their own way. They got nothing for expenses. They didn't get paid to be there. They didn't get invited to the medal ceremony. Mike joked that he didn't even get a gold medal to the ones that had chocolate in them. Yeah. <laughs> but what a memory for him. Uh and uh, baseball's his love, and that's why he's still coaching baseball. And they open their season Friday in Florida. But uh, yeah, but fact, those four days in the desert uh, will live forever. Yeah, for Mike Littlewood, for sure. And that's why we love the Olympics and and sports in general because there are so many great life lessons in there. And uh, just in our our last minute or two here, Dave, uh, let's kind of do the the pivot here in terms of some of those lessons uh, that Littlewood learned uh, during that just. Never could have predicted in a million years he'd end up there uh, with the U.S. Olympic basketball team as a referee. Uh, but what are some of the things that he took from that that he's clearly applying uh, to BYU baseball now? He said it's, it's all about communicating and listening. When refereeing a game, the coach just wants to be listened to. Um, and they rant and rave on the sideline and and who would want to listen to that? But, but what he learned is if he will listen to the coach, even though he's not going to give the coach what he wants, that's usually what the coach is asking for. And then communicating on the floor with his two other officials and with the two teams that are competing against each other, uh, he said is very similar with communicating with, with your team. Now, he doesn't go every now and then he'll go out there and chew out the uh, umpire and get – Get, you know, it's, I think it's just in you, but he's been an umpire before, so he understands that part. But I, I, I found it interesting that, uh, that those two were, were listening and communicating, which whether you're a baseball coach, an official, uh, a radio host, uh, uh, a writer, it, it's, it's the same in everything same. everybody does. And if we can do it good or better, we can be really good at what we do. Yeah. Fantastic. Great insight. Uh, Dave McCann, of course, play-by-play announcer for BYU TV, contributor for Deseret.com, and a great piece. We'll post that on our social feeds today. Uh, Dave, thanks for giving us some behind-the-scenes look, some great uh, insider look in terms of uh, an unlikely journey, but some incredible lessons uh, for all of us. And as you said, that listening and communicating, uh, we're going to hit that tomorrow as we talk about race and prejudice and how we can elevate that conversation. Uh, Dave McCann, always great to have you on the program. Thank you, Boyd. I appreciate it. Have a great day. All right. Uh, we'll step aside for one last commercial break. Final thoughts coming up on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stick around. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. 
I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.